If you have been asking if healing is real, stick around and find out that healing is for real. And we don't mean maybe. My name is Tony. And I am Zin. And we are two witnesses and representatives of the miraculous gospel of healing. Boom. Bam. And I'm Tony Myers. And I am Zinil Fuego on the mic. Again. <laughs> You're still so, on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the last episode, we spoke about the warfare mindset. The warfare mindset that actually created this separation. And only whether Tony really adequately extrapolated what this mindset was actually rooted in how we've how the body of christ and many persons have actually found themselves in this prison and in this trap because it is a trap it is a prison that you're living in where you you're at war with this person with this you're at war with satan instead of having dominion and actually because he is in the garden a helper and therefore taking your instructions and having un unpacked all of that in this episode we want to Bring it back into the garden. Right? What does it mean Just to live in the mindset? Just one second, because there is one other thing I want to add. What is that? And this is really just a example. Um, so, when you're at war, what happens to soldiers that are in a heightened state of warfare for too long? A heightened state of fight or flight. There's many ways to put it. But when you're at war, you're in a heightened state. What happens right. to soldiers that maintain that heightened state for a long period of time? It's called PTSD. Mm. We were not made to be in a warfare mindset. Right, right. And the first sign of a warfare mindset is you look, what fruits are there? There is not one of peace. There is not one of love. The, fru the fruits are chaotic. Look, look yeah. at those, and I don't want particularly, but you can look at the, the deliverance ministry overall. The minister who is living in war against Satan day in and day out, their life is totally chaotic. Hmm. And this is evidence we are not made to be in that mindset. Right, right, right. That's a good that's a good point. That's all I wanted just to make clear, just give people real good and you see this and people whose only focus is a warfare mindset, you will see 
There is no peace, ever. Yeah. You cannot be in God's peace and God's rest while you're in a warfare state of mind. In, indirectly, if you're living in a warfare frame of mind, you're also saying that what God said isn't validated and you need to battle to keep it alive. Yes. Jesus did not finish it. He mm -hmm. did not fulfill it. You're denying the work of Christ. Hmm. So, let's get on to a more positive note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we understood, we understood that, we understand that actually seeking the validation, seeking the life, seeking the light is actually placing in the church of kin. You're trying to acquire. And in the garden, the garden is called the Garden of Eden, which we can also say is a mindset of Eden, the mindset of delight and pleasure. And I think that Jesus is a very good example as to what, what, what we view it, right? like we view what Jesus went through when he was baptized in the River Jordan by John, his vision, what he heard. First of all, we view it from the perspective that this is something that he witnessed again viewing it through the codependent perspective you view it as something that he witnessed and most of us i think a lot of us inadvertently have been waiting to hear god tell us something for us to feel as though we are validated but i assure you that if you do hear it it's not going to change it's not going to change the situation you will hear it and you will doubt it too because most of us will think, well, that would be Satan. Right? So one of the things that we have done is that we have viewed what Jesus did, what Jesus experienced as, we view what Jesus experienced as something that he experienced or witnessed. And so we've been looking for that. And this is not the case. The scriptures actually says that Jesus is the author and finisher of faith. Which means there's nothing that Jesus experienced that he did not engage by faith. Whether it's the transfiguration on the mountain, or from the moment he steps into ministry, as a priest, he is actually in faith. That means that what Jesus saw, with the Spirit coming down upon him, was not just a vision that he witnessed, it's a vision that he engaged by faith. And it says that when he, when, when he, when he was baptized, he said he, it says the heavens opened unto him. And if you go back to the prophet Ezekiel, who is also a priest, he parallels, it provides you with a, with a parallel there with the heavens being opened unto him. It's, it is actually paralleled with I, that he saw a vision, which technically means Jesus Let's say you could say that Jesus um, imagined that by faith. Right? It says a vision because they see in their minds their imagination as visions. And what it basically says there is, there is there are two things right there. That when you come in to be the priesthood, which Jesus has sanctified you to come into because his blood has purchased you, 
Once you come into that and you come into identifying with Christ, then you identify with him as the template. And if you identify with him as the template, then technically you can say that then technically you can say simply that what he did was all by faith. He 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 by faith believed that the spirit came down upon him and rested upon him. And by faith, he believed that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased because the scripture said that he would fulfill it. And therefore, the scripture says that he engaged it by faith. It's not something that he received. It's something that he engages by faith. Which means Jesus shows a template of what it means to function in the God because all these covenants in the scriptures were supposed to bring Israel back into garden atmosphere. Jesus is clearly showing you that just as the man in the garden lived in the garden, Jesus is the one showing how to come back into the garden. He was in the garden, he left, Jesus is out of the garden, coming back into the garden. So he fulfills the law and at age 30, which by the way is connected to the priesthood, he's made priest and he comes back into the garden. And the very first thing that you see him doing is having faith that the Spirit is illuminating him, that he is light. <laughs> And having faith in the fact that God is pleased with him and God is actually sees him from the perspective that this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, this is wrench time. Can I throw a mm -hmm. wrench in there? Of course. Bring them on. Uh, <laughs> so, people take it for granted and think everyone else saw the same thing. They did not. No, they did not. That is not anyway. That is just like people automatically believe that when when uh, the the children of of uh, Israel, when Moses was leading them out of Egypt, and it says that they were led by fire at night and cloud by the day. People think <laughs> that all the Hebrews saw it. They didn't. Hmm. Hmm. That's true. The ones Indeed. that were in faith saw it. Right. And that is exactly the same that... Uh, with Jesus' baptism. The ones that had the spiritual senses honed that were in faith were the ones that hear, heard, and saw it. That's it did the same not come upon everyone, only those who were in faith. And I point that out because you don't see the spiritual things unless you're in faith. Unless you're in faith, unless it's, as a matter of fact, your faith is actual. This and this is something that we need to actually digest because we're looking for these things to witness these things. When these guys' faith is the movement of these things, if you look at um, Hebrews 11, it says that Moses 
brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, led them out as if seeing the one who is unseen. That's faith. He received evidence about faith, which means his faith that God was there made God be present. His faith is what made it real. And people his assume faith. by that that everyone saw everything that Moses saw. No. And that's not true. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not like that. Even the, you could say, the 75 elders that had this meal, the rest of Israel did not see that. But they sat down and they had a, a meal with God and they did that all by feet. Right? So this is something that is, even John's revelation, nobody was on him, on, well, John, John was on the island of Patmos, he had his vision. But you think if anybody was standing next to John, they would have seen what John would have seen? No. No, it's a vision. It's a vision. It's actually something coming from him. Yeah, there's so many people that will point to scriptures and say, well, not everyone was in faith and they saw it. No, they didn't. There is no, there's no evidence of that in the Bible. That's no why I want to, to make perfectly clear, and this goes right back to because of our culture, we make a lot of assumptions hmm. that lead us down the wrong road. A anyone, anyone, holy brother, anyone that is living from the perspective that they want to see these things physically and is, is, is bound there, do you want to understand that even for Israel to see the Shekinah glory, there were certain things that needed to be done for that to happen, which means the people had faith in the sacrifices that was done for, the, for them to be able to see the Shekinah glory. There's no evidence in the Bible of people who actually are not walking in faith that are actually experiencing God in a way and sharing in all of these different experiences. Right? I'm not saying that God cannot speak to you. Right. But I'm saying for you to live a lifestyle like that. Exactly. You not you cannot live there. And that's and that's God, that's where God steps outside of the norm and he sends a prophet, a priest. Right. Or you're like Moses in the wilderness, and you see an apparition. But to live that lifestyle, no. They actually had to do certain things and trust that, because that in itself is actually fit. We see it as works, but there is a level of fit. Right. Even the scriptures actually says, in Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says, that those who were left in the wilderness were left in the wilderness because the word was not mixed with faith. Faith. They died. They didn't see the promised land because the word was not mixed with faith. They did, which is the whole thing about rest here, which is which is what we, which is what we're coming to about, which is what we're coming to here. Is you look at all of these things and you see Jesus having his experiences, and we have missed understood the scriptures, not understanding that the scriptures is all about spirit. 
and spirit is all about having faith in even what you see in what you see in your mind and your imagination to have faith in it most people are actually having faith in the reverse as a matter right. of fact exactly but you have no evidence of satan no physical evidence to say that satan is there <laughs> but you apply to satan and you're running after him or sorry you're running from him you're trying to protect yourself from him and technically what you're doing is the same thing you're supposed to do on the god side you're doing it on the satan side right and that's real and that produces emotions and you're feeling and you're going to and you're having dreams and all of these things because you have faith in the opposite and not understanding that your mind and imagination in the, in the context of the ancient priests and prophets your mind and imagination is, is spirit and you are creating and if you're creating on that side you're going to experience that if you're right on the, on, on the side of christ you could experience that so if we, if we bring this back to jesus showing you how to come back and function because if you're using jesus as the template then jesus's requirements for him to function would be your requirements as well and jesus is, jesus clearly demonstrated that he by faith acknowledged the presence of the spirit upon him illuminating him that means that jesus in acknowledging this by faith said that he was the light of the world with the same acknowledgement by faith when he said that he imagined that was there and trusted that the power of the spirit was with him and this is my son whom i am well pleased actually gave insight into his his emotional disposition he was not living in a space or an emotional posture where he's trying to get god to validate him right he acknowledged that he is pleased that god is pleased with him that he is god's pleasure and if he's god's pleasure then that means that heaven and earth is functioning with him as one because god is pleased with him and we have been brought and sit and have been put to be seated to have been placed on the same throne with him which means by default your covenant requires you to live nobody to live approved because nobody takes a disapproved person and sits them on a throne to govern a kingdom criminals do not become presidents <laughs> nobody takes a criminal and puts him on the throne to be on the throne you have to be approved to be on the throne you, you must be validated by god to be on the throne and so in this case this comes with faith in the fact that you are validated and what does that mean that means that your existence is commended by god that God, whilst you think that you are not where you're supposed to be, God watches you and sees perfection, and God is commending your very existence, your very presence. <laughs> He's commending your very thoughts. It also means that you must, if Jesus, 
could see the spirit resting upon him and illuminating him, your spirit includes your mind and imagination, your thoughts. That means that if you're resting in God, your mind and imagination no longer is seen as powerless. It is seen as the power of God. That your mere thought is bringing healing to your body. Your mere desire to be healed is causing your body to get well because it's now filled with the power of the Spirit. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. <laughs> Amen and no me. <laughs> you understand? We actually have to get make the, make the decision to rest there. And I would encourage people to sit down and just take, take a few minutes and question yourself. Are you, or what, what, what does it look like for God to be pleased with you? What emotions would you feel by faith that God is pleased with you? That God is pleased with your existence. He's pleased with your, 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 everything about you. There's nothing about you that is displeasing to God. Then from that perspective, your mind, your imagination is pleasing to God. It's filled, it is the power of God. And you just embracing that perspective is going to call is actually going to cause healing to your own body. It can help but to. There's no other everything that even Paul says in the New Testament speaks up from the fact that we are no longer living from the ministration of condemnation, which is the priesthood of condemnation. We live in the priesthood of commendation. And the priesthood of commendation, everything about you is Jesus. Your mind is Jesus' mind. Your imagination is Jesus' imagination. Your body is, is the body of Jesus. Now I'm going to throw this out there. There, there is one topic about prayer as 100% unscriptural that people talk about that I've heard whole sermons on unanswered prayer. That is totally unscriptural. <laughs> There's no such thing as unanswered prayer. It does not exist. If you come into Christ... <laughs> Even even your prayer is commended by God. It's something that, that is, is pleasing to God. Of course, prayers that are in the in the desire of God. We ain't talking about prayers where you hit somebody and your prayers out of heat. We're not talking about that. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> We're talking about the fact that you, you you're functioning, you are you are embracing. The fact that you are pleasing to God, and if you're pleasing to God, then your prayer should pretty much in the, must be, should be in, in the direction of cultivating life and maintaining life. So those these prayers in particular, I I can't I can't even put into words other than the fact that. 
what this requires is that you embrace that everything about you is all powerful again. Yes. It's all powerful. <laughs> and therefore, your desire to be healed is coming from the fact that you are or desire or the power to be healed is coming from the fact that you are pleasing to God. And therefore, there is no way that you can remain sick and there's no way death is before you because you are someone who is resurrected in that, in that pleasure with God and there is no death in you at all. You take that yep. posture and your body heals, your body begins to heal. I'm saying that with experience myself. Which is, in our way, we, we are the righteousness of God. That's what the righteousness mean. That you have been yep. restored to fullness of God. 100%. So hopefully in this series, the understanding of what the garden is all about is there now. Yeah. And how to live in the garden. And to stay in the garden. Quit leaving mm. the garden. Step, quit pursuing it as though you're lacking something. If you're pursuing it, you're saying that you're lacking it. I, I really hope, Holy Brother, that this is some that this is actually clear for our listeners and they really get Leave it. Leave us but, some feedback, please. Yes, 100%. Then that way we know too. where where you stand on this and we can do, you know, Give us topic suggestions. Yeah. Put down the comments. And um, things that we'll aren't clear. That. Yeah. So, we got anything else? I think that is it for, to, for on this one. Be blessed. Be healed. And be a blessing. Boom. <laughs> and bam. Ah.